Or 3 p.m. What what time is it over in Virginia over there? 4 o'clock. 4 o'clock? Wow, okay, so it's just mm-hmm. an hour difference. But I am yeah. talking to... Okay, I'm going to butcher the... D... <laughs> De- Desily... <laughs> Dobson. Uh, that's Dishley. Dishley. There we yeah. go. I was close. <laughs> but Dishley, you are a not just beauty, but also lifestyle and uh, culinary, or at least a uh, food blogger. Yes. Yeah. So uh, beauty, actually. Yeah. What uh, What got you wanting to do that? As whether or not it's your current job or whatever, it's still a creative passion. Like, why? What got you into wanting to do that? Um, I was always obsessed with makeup, but a friend of mine. Um, she is a makeup artist and she does hair and she asked me to be a brand ambassador for her company and I noticed like little spam comments on my Instagram saying hey we want you to work for their company and I was like what is this and I had no idea about blogging or the whole influencer thing and that that made me start to ask questions do my own research and I'm like okay I could do this and use my own voice to help people that in a sense look like me because when you get on Instagram you see almost in a way there's this whole imagery of one certain body type and I feel like I didn't see anyone who look like me you know regular body I have PCOS and I didn't see anyone represented like me so I'm like let me do that I like to talk about makeup I like to talk about fashion and you know I want to talk about real things so that's what got me into it (laughs) well you know I don't know how how the advertising system works with Mm -hmm. Instagram of like how or not there I guess the algorithms how they uh, push out or at least they uh, pull in more models. Yeah. Uh, but I have seen uh, from doing this a bunch of black ladies, black lady models, and uh, various body types. Some of them with a really huge following. So yeah. I don't know if that's the case of Instagram or maybe maybe it's from the tags that you put on your post that it lets mm-hmm. you see more people. I, I don't know. Like, but I think mo- it's a, yeah. a, mix, a mix of both. I think probably if you go on the tags, that's all you're seeing. And I think, you know, people like myself and probably the, the other interviewees that you've seen, I don't think they get enough recognition for the work that they do. You know, there's not just one body type that's beautiful. Yeah, but I mean, even in that, like I've seen a lot of different black lady models with very different body types. And, uh-huh. you know, a lot, some of them are very, actually very uh, popular uh but I, yeah, I, I mean, I've gone on Instagram. I would see a lot. Of, in fact, it's gotten to a point where, for a moment, Instagram gave up on showing me black ladies with different creative professions, and then uh-huh. just showed me nothing but black ladies sh- showing their butt off and a, a little photo post. <laughs> Uh, no, no, I mean, I, I'm not kidding. I, I guess maybe I went to models and then it just showed me nothing yeah. but butts. Like, uh, bare butt I cheeks. I still don't get of... the algorithm. I really don't. <laughs> I think the algorithm is constantly changing. It's like, it's a learning process. Even now as I go, it's like, it's a learning thing. Um, but I know, like, even now I'll go shopping and it's like, I can't find what I'm looking for. I'm not seeing personally me being represented and I'm just like that keeps me going for you know I want other people like me to feel represented and I know I see fellow bloggers that I you know either follow on social media and that's what keeps me going that they're doing the same thing whether it be 
you know, their lifestyle blogs or, you know, their mental health. They're doing it for other people like them. And I mean, that's what I like. I mean, my feed is starting to change now because of the people I follow, the tags that I use. Um, yeah. But it wasn't always like that. Yeah, neither was mine. I mean, before where it was just full of beautiful ladies of color with great creative works that they do. There was a lot of weird commercials. It was commercials about people doing online dates through Zoom and the whole thing about, uh, look really? how weird this guy is for having a Zoom call and some kid front, like some uh, uh, boxer, some cute boxers. And I looked at that like, well, isn't that what a lot of us are doing? Like, I mean, a lot yeah. of us are either we do, are they fortunate to have a job or not? I mean, you got the big percentage of people who don't but there's a lot of us who are at home not worrying about pants not worrying about makeup not worrying about you know all those things so i look at those commercials yeah. like okay so what's so like like if you were to see someone in a zoom call and then they were to get up for just a brief moment you saw maybe a little bit of their boxers you didn't see like mm -hmm. the bare yeah. butt cheeks or everything <laughs> would you be like Ew! He had his boxers on. That's disgusting. Put some pants on. Makeup on and like um, I, <laughs> like my wardrobe consists of workout clothes because I just started getting back into exercise, basketball shorts that aren't even mine, um, pajamas because it's just like I don't even know what we're doing half the time. And I mean, when we're in our meetings at work, everybody's in a shirt but they don't have they have no idea how long they've been wearing it there's pet in the background it's you know that's our life right now <laughs> well but even then there have been some interviews i think it was on on news channels where i forgot who it was it was the son of a very famous actor for sure i mm -hmm. uh, yeah, if I can only remember. But they interviewed him. Oh, I think he was... Oh my gosh. Sylvester Stallone's son? No, it was someone. Mm -hmm. What are the cases? It was someone famous or the son of someone famous. And they were doing an interview. And that person was d discussing something. And the camera was showing him, like, on a chair. He was wearing his boxers. He, he And, like, he was just talking all professional and everything not wearing any pants and nobody said anything so i look at these commercials like okay now if someone was wearing boxers and that boxer those boxers have holes in them where you could see their uh, you know what's yeah. then that's something to be you know kind of <laughs> not uh, a little concerned about <laughs> especially if they got off of Pornhub and you know their thing is probably very uh, hard right now so I mean, yeah, that's definitely going to look uncomfortable for boxers, but for the most part, I don't know. It's like something I've been even asking PR professionals. Uh -huh. Is this something we should consider, like, not okay when, you know, all of us are stuck at home? I mean, I can say, like, as far as my job, I, I don't think they've asked me to, like, wear pants. I know that I just have to be dressed from the waist up. Yeah. I mean... I know you. if you're going to do that, I would say, like, make sure your camera is secure. Like, I mean, I have a laptop, so I know, like, I've never, unfortunately, had that incident. I mean, fortunately, I have it because, I mean, I'm, I'm never completely dressing my waist down at work. <laughs> it's just, I work at, like, 7 a.m., so <laughs> it's just not going to happen. Um, I'm only professional from the waist up. <laughs> 
and half the time I have like a little kid running around sleep on my lap or like a dog or something but I mean I feel like if it's a business meeting and that's like a requirement I feel it should have that like standard that you should you know still have the same etiquette as if you were like in the office or something like that but just with how everything's been with quarantine, I think people are kind of being a little lax with that. I know, you know, I've had a couple business meetings over, you know, Teams, Microsoft Teams, and we've kind of all been dressed down and was like the only person like dressed up that took it seriously. So I felt a little uncomfortable. Maybe in business meetings, I I guess, but like if you're going to date someone online or, mm-hmm. you know, have like a little hangout with someone, then I'd be like, okay, then fine. Or if you were like what I'm doing, I'm doing a podcast and I, I don't yeah. need to wear pants because no one's going to... It's all no audio. No, <laughs> I, I mean, as if you're butt naked, that's a completely different. That's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. There is only fans, but I mean, this is kind of an interesting question to have for someone who is a fashion uh, blogger. But I mean, it's. I, I mean, yeah. I feel like I have an outfit for everything. So I mean. <laughs> Whenever I video chat with people, it's it's not often, so I'm always, like, taking an opportunity to wear something, but I think it depends on the occasion, like, what kind of meeting it is, like, um, if it's a business meeting or if I'm just hanging out with friends, but usually if I'm just doing a video chat with friends, I'm probably just wearing cute pajamas just because I want to show off whatever pajamas I just bought. I feel like you can put fashion in anything, to be honest. That is an interesting statement to make because I think the biggest, <laughs> well, I, I I mean, yeah, with, with pajamas too. We we all have our jammy yeah. jammy nights. But also the fact that the biggest thing about fashion is wearing something to show off to other people. But now, mm-hmm. I mean, you shouldn't be going out. There are people who are going out and are continuing yeah. the infections and the cases and everything. I mean, school. There was a school that already opened up, and really? yeah, they they already opened up. I think last week, and already there are some and infections that happen from that school oh gosh i mean there's no way i see schools or any sort of like in-person gathering working out because there's so many things you gotta be doing and i'm I'm sure yeah you mentioning that you have like kids running around too Mm -hmm. are you also a mom um no they uh where we just moved out they are my sister-in-law's kids so their school they've actually pushed it back i think this is the second or third time that they've pushed the dates back but it is a big change moving from Pennsylvania to Virginia, seeing like how the COVID-19 is being handled. Um, it is a bit more open here as far as like how people can go out, like there's indoor dining here and in Pennsylvania there wasn't. But I know for us, like we've gone out and done stuff, but we've done activities where we're keeping our distance. Like we just went hiking, but we're like on a trail. There's like nobody there. We're doing things like at our own pace, keeping comfortable. But I know if people have seen me on social media, I know I've gotten a couple of DMs where they were asking, like, how could I be out during this time? And half the stuff is just 
I could literally be in my front yard just to take a picture, you know, just to just to get it out there. But I mean, I practice a lot because I do have someone who has an underlying health condition. So if he were to get sick, it would be, you know, 10 times more serious than if I were to get the virus. It's it's a lot. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I totally get I've had a couple of fashion models. I, I would ask this question or fashion bloggers. I would ask this question because I mean, the, that's the whole reason why or the love people have for beauty and fashion is, I mean, yeah, I'm kind of dressing the occasion, going out to meet, greet other people in your clothing. And there's also the runways. I mean, with us being at home, those don't seem as important, though I do know from some bloggers and I'll even mention one in specific who lives in your area, or at least in Virginia. I get that for the beauty bloggers, there is the whole thing about, well, I mean, as you mentioned, of, hey, you want, I just want to take a cute picture of myself behind the, or like in the backyard or somewhere uh, where it's no way from people. I mean, doing those quarantine mile shoots, but also six feet apart mile shoots, I mean, if people have done that over here in Texas, I know some models, they go out to forests or they go out to places where there's not anyone and they yeah, get a photographer yeah. to kind of spread the six feet apart thing and mm-hmm. so they could take pictures and they could put it online and everything so it usually works out that way as you mentioned that you have uh, someone with underlying health condition and i have mm-hmm. some really great friends of mine who have a chronic illness and other pre-existing health conditions i do know that covid has infected and possibly killed uh, and or even killed people who are way under the elder age because i still get that line of saying hey you know as long as you're not 60 years old you're not going to die from COVID 19 no it can affect anybody like you can get infected but you'll be you'll be you'll recover and yeah it can affect anybody and unfortunately my friend her and her family have had the quarantine twice because they've been exposed so and they have like a, a not even a one-year-old son so it, it, i've seen it first and we, you know, take it very seriously. I, you know, try to practice it as much as possible. It's not something that I take lightly. I've, I've been sick at my worst in the hospital. So the last thing I want to do is put myself in the way of getting sick when I know I can prevent it. The moment they told us to be quarantined, I think I was in Atlanta and everything was shutting down in front of my eyes. And I got on the plane and went home. <laughs> That is the worst thing to do, is go on the plane (laughs) while all this is happening. I was there, and it it was serious at the time, but it wasn't. I wasn't sure what was happening, and I was watching, and we went in a store, and I, I think it was Nike, and the Nike staff was like, you know, we just got a call and we have to shut the store down because of COVID-19. And I was just like, what is happening? Like, this is serious. And we left the next day. <laughs> like, everything was shutting down in front of our eyes. I think it was the scariest thing I've ever seen. Like, literally everything. Yeah, I mean, I did not go anywhere when this became a pandemic. In fact, when uh, it was first revealed as a pandemic, I think there was an event I was going to go to that, you know, my plans were canceled and I never even attended that place. And you know, everybody was just gathering in there, hanging out, you know, being real close to each other. 
Even when the place shut down, the hotel was still open, so there were people who were having like an extra part side party post-event shut down for a couple of nights, and I was kind of nervous about that, especially when one of them ended up getting sick, like right only just a few days after that. Luckily, oh, wow. he is better, yeah, but that's good. See events over here in texas happen and people kind of go in and i mean they'll kind of understand the virus as in hey you gotta wear masks and mm-hmm. there, i would see pic- pictures of indoor events where most people were wear masks but there are two things that they would break that they didn't realize were that important one is physical contact with one another like Uh i would see so many photos of people hugging each other for a selfie or putting wrapping their arm around for a photo Uh even when both are wearing masks and you know from studying so much of the cdc and who like all the details i put out about this virus i'm like well you could still spread even by that and another thing most people don't even put into account but if you're inside of a building and you were to pull down your mask just for a little bit even just to take a sip to take a bite of something that will be absorbed by the air conditioning inside of the building and it will basically rotate and spread across the room across the area yeah so those two rules were broken so much during this uh, the texas haunters convention because uh, so many people they i mean you know they've been in the house or inside for so long they're like you know what screw it i'm gonna go out and have fun mm-hmm. i mean it, it, it pains me because i totally get it i get the need to be social and everything yeah where it's always the zero and the hundred percent with this it's like i mean i heard from podcasters that i listen to is like hey you know what there should be a way where we could keep things open but hey mm-hmm. let's let's social distance six feet apart put masks on there are some i mean there are things that we cannot do i mean i obviously like indoor events they probably can't work out or maybe you have to go outdoor may have to limit you have to say yeah. hey you can't pull down your mask even to eat anything mm-hmm. but we don't have that it's either hey you're open or you're closed mm-hmm. and i would even even see photos of people just sitting at restaurants and again their masks are down and they're close to each other even if it's outdoor that's why i just don't trust going out keep my butt inside and luckily <laughs> my school my college has said you know i everything is online yeah i do on the pandemic but that's because like half the world is in pennsylvania so i can still do it here but even when we go out we're like a little wary if we do sit down we try to do like outdoor seating because of the fresh air but when possible we try to do takeout but i'm not even doing that anymore since i'm trying to eat like a little bit healthier trying to just cook all my meals at the house yeah (laughs) that's avoid it as much as possible that is something i want to get into because you also blog about food in addition to Mm -hmm. so i mean let's go in by one step at a time like for your beauty like what what do you specifically blog about when it regards to beauty and and lifestyle um so i tried to get away from the lifestyle because i feel like it's such a broad spectrum as i was seeing i was just like what do people consider lifestyle i was seeing people talking about putting travel under lifestyle putting mental health underneath there so i mean for me when i talk about lifestyle it's just general things like i'll you know include when i go to a location i'll put that in there kind of include like things to do in that location like maybe home decor i like to include in there 
But as far as beauty, I'm very, it's a very wide umbrella. So I'll talk about makeup, hair, skincare is my jam. That's my favorite thing to talk about. (laughs) Um, Because at the end of the day, that's what you have is your skin, the most beautiful part that you have. So that's what I like to talk about the most is skincare. Okay. Even though for the most part, people don't really pay too much attention to fashion. I I think there's still that fact that, hey, you know, I, I want to take care of my skin you know anything else regarding that uh, and as you just mentioned there's even fashion and casual wear and pajamas and everything mm-hmm. and with the lifestyle i mean that's it is broad but you could yeah. i mean it could pretty much be anything like even what are you doing what's the lifestyle of quarantine like that I, I don't know if that's something you feel would be exciting to blog about but i mean pretty much anything that comes up to your mind i would assume yeah i think that's what i was getting ready to do just because i really don't like seeing my friends going out and it's just like if I can stay in the house and I've been in the house since March I can do it why can't you do it it's really not that hard like I haven't seen my parents I I said goodbye to my mom when I left but that was the first time I seen her so you know it's not that hard you know I know during this time it'll really test your you know will to stay in the house and yes we all want to be social but you know this will really this is like the best me time you can get you know rediscover the things you want to do rediscover the things that you used to do but for some reason you stop doing find a new hobby you know get in touch with the people that you may have fell out of touch with like I've done so many things during quarantine this may have been the worst best thing that's happened to me is I can say like I've learned to save money <laughs> I've learned to cook some new things I've got back into exercising you know it, there's so many ways that you can look at it and I feel like people aren't exploring all the opportunities so that, that may be something I'm working on maybe now that I'm off of vacation <laughs> well I mean I don't feel sympathy for people who are getting others sick I, I don't feel anything for the, the public venue that are like you know it's screw it we're happening anyway and we're gonna be very mm-hmm. we're, we're gonna say hey you know what just remember COVID-19 is here but okay wear your masks and everything but you know what about these other things that people are breaking like hey yeah I mean movie theaters and there are some other places too and movie theaters being a big thing like mm-hmm. they make their money off of concessions but as yeah. I mentioned you pull your mask off just to eat or drink even for a little bit that's going to spread mm-hmm. even if when you try to have so little people in the movie theater so i mean how they're gonna even work all this i have no idea but maybe they're still figuring out maybe they're not because some of these businesses are like you know we're gonna serve you eat regardless of whether or not you wear a mask walmart just came out and said that yeah i don't like that at all (laughs) like our walmart here and i think it's a lot of other big chains that are like being harassed by customers because they don't want to wear a mask and it's just you know, it's, it is your right to wear a mask, but it's also your right to not wear one. It's your right to not go into a business. But I feel like if the state is telling you and the CDC is telling you that in order for you to stay open, you have to, you know, have your, the public wear a mask, you should be enforcing it. In my opinion, you know, I have no problem wearing it at the longest I've ever been in a store so far, 30 minutes, 45, because I'm lingering. You know, if you're going in there getting what you need, it's really not that big of a deal. I feel like the public's making it a bigger deal than they need to. But, you know, because I want to be safe and I want to keep everyone 
everyone safe. I do what I'm supposed to. But I don't like that. I feel like, you know, in order for you to stay open, you should be following the guidelines. If the workers have to wear a mask, I don't see why everyone else in there does have to, you know? It, it just... I have so many thoughts about that. That's a whole other conversation. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of it is that, hey, you know what? I've, I don't know anyone who's getting sick and, and, you know, the news is doing a big hoax or whatever. And and they yeah. even said it's a it's a political thing to wear a mask. And I'm like, no, it's not. It shouldn't be. But, I mean. No, it's not. Yeah. The sad thing is, I don't think. The people who don't take it seriously, who won't wear a mask, I don't think they'll take it seriously until someone they know, unfortunately, gets sick. And that's the sad reality. And it shouldn't take someone you know to be affected by anything, for you to be empathetic to anything. You know, if something is happening in the world, that's just in your, it should be in your human nature to be, you know, I wouldn't want this to happen to me or someone I love and show sympathy and just do your part so that way it's not happening to you or someone you love. Yeah, I mean, I just have to think about, like, there are some countries out there that are suffering, like, food and health and, you know, electricity. And here we're all complaining about, like, staying inside and wearing a mask and everything. And I I feel like those who are just saying, you know, screw it, we're going to go out and have fun. I don't know, because some of them are even friends of mine. I would see some of them that would just give up up on i mean not give up on you know acknowledging COVID 19 but give up on treating it as dire as it is uh, mm-hmm. right now and they would go out to some of these venues and, and there are still venues in texas that are saying you know what we're gonna happen no matter what i mean the uh renaissance festival just said masks are not required but they're highly encouraged and i'm like if you oh. don't require them then they're gonna go wow. for the the option of i'm not gonna wear them yeah pretty much so i mean i i hope that works yeah. out but and then there's a event in uh november the hunt county comic-con i, I know this is nerd talk but still it's a oh, event you're talking to my heart <laughs> Okay, good. I was about to say. I was about to say. Good. I I don't have to. I don't have to. I'm still trying to. I'm trying to make it to my first Comic Con just to say that like I've been to one. <laughs> but no, you're fine. Well, you know what? I, I mean, I'll say. A, a... I just want to go to say that I've been because I mean my boyfriend's in the superheroes and they. I'm starting to get so much more into like Marvel and DC and stuff, and I'm like, I feel like I just need to go to see it in its fullest form. <laughs> But I mean, well, hey, you the are... way that people aren't canceling the events and they're waiting for fall to see what it's gonna happen. I know they said like the the heat, you know, is supposed to kill it. I don't know. That was else, that was proven false like a long degrees. while ago. <laughs> that was proven it's false. Been like ninety yeah. degrees every day, so I don't, you know, I don't know what they're waiting for. But to, you know, go ahead and cancel it if you don't have the proper measures. I don't plan on attending anything. Well, I'll say most of the events here in Texas, they've been smart about. They've been like, hey, we're going to look at this ahead of time. Okay, this is not going to work out. We're we're either going to go virtual or we what we're going to do is just we're going to push it back. And we're going to help out all the uh, vendors.
vendors in the convention that you know they don't have a place to set up because that's the thing is a convention is not just a venue for the business of you know people coming in to dress up and have fun but they also Uh host a lot of independent shops all around and even in the fashion section there are a ton of vendors that set set up during conventions and right now they're having to go through plan b of just selling their wares online Uh and trying to have i mean using social media is the ultimate power tool to get yourself out there but some of these conventions they've been real sweet about they've been actually going in and looking at vendors and spotlighting them Uh for all their followers which i think almost all the conventions here in texas they are doing an amazing job there's a handful of the the events here that are like ah you might covid smovid let's just happen and Uh they're the ones who are going to keep this going unfortunately i mean through the rest of the year there's like two more events that i know of that are still happening no matter what i mean i really think that we need a full lockdown or we need things to be super strict and that's the thing is i people will put there's a mask mandate that was issued over here in texas but it's not enforced enough people can still i mean for one it has a lot of exceptions too and that's what makes it confusing and then you see businesses and places where people are still going in or going out not wearing masks and you know no one's doing anything about it i think we me and my boyfriend have had the conversation about like a full lockdown just do it like a couple months or so and get it under control as much as possible but i don't feel like everyone can handle that and yeah. I also, it also shows like the greed with people i understand businesses want to stay open but as quickly as they shut everything down at the start of the pandemic that goes to show you like how quickly everyone could go to work from home that we're able to how quickly businesses were able to you know turn their businesses into takeout only you know delivery so I don't see why they can't continue to do that. You know, I understand that the best possible option would to be, you know, have dine-in seating, but at this time, it's just, it can't be. They, like, there has to be a better solution so that way, you know, these extremely high numbers everywhere, it, it, this is going to be for the next year or so. I mean, I'm prepared for it. I've, I've come to like being in the house. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I mean, people are still hoping for it to be done by the end of the year. I mean, I'm always hopeful, but... I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful. Yeah, I'm not very optimistic about it. Yeah. I think that... Uh, it, but to put it in a more positive note, we've seen this happen a hundred years ago where there was the Spanish flu. And mm-hmm. people bring up the Spanish flu like, okay, the Spanish flu happened, but we have technology. And I'm thinking that even though we have technology, it's still going to go the same way as it has. I mean, if you kind of hear go about the history is that there are people who are like oh you know what this disease is actually fake it's not really real and you know they would reopen too quickly just like we have and then the second wave will happen and it'll hit harder i just see history repeating itself 100 years ago but in that case the people who were smart about it and who were very careful yeah. about the virus, the Spanish flu, they ca- they survived uh-huh. and they came out, you know, yeah. better than ever. So, you know, I, I hope not either, but, you know, the leaders that we've got, I mean, I 
I don't really have faith that they're going to turn things around within the next four months. It's going to take a new leader and a new plan, For and if I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, we'll see, because there is the other good good side, is that if everybody or 90% of us were to wear a mask and socially distance, not go out and do gatherings for just a month, we can actually get rid of this thing. So yeah. if we just have a month lockdown, that will that will solve everything. I may have to come up with some new things for us to do in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> with kids and all that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they yeah. need to be entertained constantly. <laughs> well, hey, you know what? The, uh, the power of technology, so there's all that. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to say regarding conventions, you know, when this is when they get the vaccine, hopefully that's another thing. They need to make the vaccine mandatory. They need to force it. They need to make it illegal to not take that vaccine because you're still going to have yeah, those people I've, who are like, I've seen that. Yeah, I forgot what college it was, and they were, you know, I think the I can't even remember, and they were talking about the football players can be on campus, and you know, they would have to get the vaccine. It's not optional for them not to and then you know every other student can return in the fall and they would have to get the vaccine and for them not to like if they didn't want to they would have to sign something and it's just like well why would you allow them to return without getting a vaccine i feel like you know if you don't want to get a vaccine it the school i mean it should just remain online i feel like it's already going to be enough because the football players are around each other they're risking getting it just feel like everyone else should be online it's just there's too many variables at play. I feel like it should be just like how it was when we wouldn't come to school without getting your vaccines. You weren't allowed. I don't know about everybody else's schools, but I couldn't come without my vaccine. So, you know, I feel like it should be one of the mandatory ones, unfortunately. Well, I actually talked about this with another uh, beauty model beforehand, and she's actually yeah. one who's not in favor of taking a vaccine. And what she uh, really? told me is that, and I'm not putting this on like, okay, you know what, I'm going to talk to, no, she is an amazing, sweet lady. She kind of had concerns about the vaccine, and that that's whether or not the vaccine will actually work. You know, it, it will cure you of it, it'll, it'll take yeah, care of the virus because she's had stories of friends of hers who took vaccines but instead mm-hmm. uh, they didn't work and they actually made them more sick okay. i don't know too much about this but i've also seen some people go around and say hey don't trust vaccines they're actually dangerous i mean i have that debate with a family member <laughs> of mine one you know like one of her kids are vaccinated the other one is not and i me personally i believe in getting vaccinated i haven't had any issues with getting vaccinated just like every year i get my flu shot i've never had any issues but you have the debate of people saying when they get their flu shot it makes them sick i also think in a sense it's also a mental thing you know they say the mind is a very powerful thing i physically watched my aunt make herself sick when the swine flu came out we were in school she swore up and down she had the swine flu and i'm like we just heard about it there's no way that you have the swine flu she literally made herself sick we went to the hospital they're like no she doesn't have the swine flu but she did make herself sick you know what i mean so I mean, at 
first when the virus comes out, I don't. I would like to see results that it, it works before I get it. But yeah, I definitely. Get it. That that's why I suggested. I no, that's why I suggested her, is like let let the results say that it does work. Because I mean mm-hmm. that's important. The vaccine hasn't even hit phase three yet, which is the most important phase, yeah. and that's testing out on a large group of people. I mean, yeah. What when it comes, I that's the thing is I want to be mandatory because you still have the people who are treating this like a hoax and still yeah. going out and partying. So I that's what they need to do. Otherwise, this virus is never going to go away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, so. there's certain vaccines now that are mandatory. You have to get them um, in order for your kids to come to school. And there are certain doctor's offices that will not see you if you do not have these vaccines. There are certain doctors who will see you if you've never been vaccinated. They are taking that risk. So, you know, I feel like it should be. Well, like- if you are willing to be taking that risk that on you but i don't feel like everyone else should be you know well like i will be taking yeah, it yeah well and no i have i will too but i want to say and i i did t- i was vaccinated of the flu before and it and, and I'll, I'll say is that i even though i have a strong immune system the vaccine did also work too it didn't make me sick or anything. But I do want to say is that, yeah, restaurants, bars, they can, they should not be letting people who are not vaccinated in when, when the vaccine, vaccine comes. How yeah. would you know if someone's vaccinated or not? Well, that's why you got, I mean, they, instead of just letting them come in first, I think that's got to be, you know, that, that, that's something like, a lot to no figure way out. For you. Yeah. Like, if you, we were at a restaurant and just like, you know, hey, how can I help you? And you're like, okay, have you been, have you received the vaccine? I can just lie and say that I have. There's no way to prove that you have gotten it though. I would like for people to to do the temperature check. That there, nice. there you I don't go. feel like people that, should, I was just should be coming that. in if they're, you know, showing those symptoms. But not everyone does that. Yeah, well, that's something we'll have to figure out when we get to it. But I mean, that's yeah, that's what true. Yeah. Anyway, speaking of restaurants and food, well, let's talk yes. about the food after your blog. I mean, I'm sure that's something you've been doing a lot too. Is uh, you know making recipes as cooking, cooking. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I love to cook. So I'm not like a chef, but I was like home taught by my mom and my friends. So I just launched my first recipe on there earlier this week. My stuffed chicken breast. I actually made that for our anniversary, I think, this year. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to do salmon or lamb because we always do that. So I tried to do something nice and easy because I had to work the same day and stuffed chicken it was. <laughs> but I like to cook a lot. I mean, I have a, I have a man who likes to eat. He knows no bounds. <laughs> so he's my, he's my food tester. <laughs> Yeah. Well, no, that's good to have that sort of loving relationship uh, to, mm-hmm. you know, or not just for the beauty part, but also for food. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people wanting to make good meals and all that. So it's great you've got, or you have a section of your blog devoted to the recipes that you make. Do you feel like you want to put them into a book and put that on Amazon or whatever? about it i'm not sure how i definitely have um what made me really do that is because my friend is always saying she has no idea how to cook and i'm like okay i can teach you how to cook it's like it's easy she's like well i can follow a recipe and i'm like well let me get a recipe for you and anytime i share a meal i get flooded with like okay how do i do this it's not saved and i'm like okay well let me you know do that i feel like any way to anybody's heart is through food (laughs) At least in mine, anyway. You can get to my art by food. 
So I was like, let me do that. I definitely think I would. I'm not sure what recipes I would share, but I think I would start with like something easy that anyone can do and even the hardest chef can do and spice it up to make their own. Or maybe a YouTube channel about uh, cooking and fashion and anything. Is that... Like, yes. even though you're a blogger, is that something you want to do as well? It has been mentioned to me a couple times that I should do one. And I have definitely considered it. Um, I'm doing my research on it because the most I do with YouTube is go on there and spend countless hours in a hole watching videos. Yeah. But I don't know much about creating a channel, so I've definitely given it some thought. So I may have to go ahead and create one. Um, since I keep getting asked about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just kind of go for it, or, or at least mm-hmm. somewhere. Or do it on TikTok. I mean, people are experimenting with different platforms. You could uh, TikTok is not just about lip-syncing uh, little songs or whatever. People just do... That's what I'm learning. The kids, keep, every time I turn around, they're like, hey, on TV, I heard this video on TikTok, and I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I'm learning that. I thought it was all about dancing. <laughs> No, it is not. That's what I found out, uh, too. I feel like I'm getting old. No, it's just... there are Technology is advancing, which I think is really yeah. cool. Yeah. And, and like, I thought it was just dancing. No, you could do one minute. Actually, it might work for you better than YouTube. Because what I yeah. figured out is there are a ton of people on TikTok. And mm-hmm. some of my videos... I had a video of just my cat licking herself. And that got 500 views within 24 hours. People love cats. <laughs> and people like people like food. People like cooking. Yeah. Yeah, so I may I, I may do it. I may just do like one channel with I don't how know to how make I this feel thing, about it, but I may do one channel with like beauty and cooking videos. I think that'll be nice. How to make this meal and how to how to dress like this in one minute. You could do that on yes. TikTok. I mean, hey. It's a good concept. It is. And, and you know what? You can link your Instagram account through TikTok. So that's actually a cross-promotion. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So, I know you could do that. I mean, I no, I, I figured that out too. So, yeah. I'm going to do my first TikTok video. <laughs> well, whatever can kind of help help kind of bring your the creativity out in you because mm-hmm. you got these three things you like to cycle through. Out of all three, which is your favorite? I want to say beauty, but I think I would have to say cooking because when I get in the kitchen, turn my music on and I just go. Oh, yeah. I may just have one protein on the counter and I don't know what I'm making and it just turns into something. Almost like a chopped episode, but I cannot be on there because if they tell me to make something with candy, I have no idea what we're doing here, but almost like a chopped episode. I can make something out of nothing in my kitchen. You, you, you never know. I mean, Halloween is coming, uh, which I, I'm sure. I I just kind of made yeah. clear that I'm not I'm not doing this little pass out candy. So I'm. We, we are not. <laughs> but I'm going to do something on the blog. We are. I promise the kids are going to be entertained in the house. I want them to still have costumes in the house, even if we go door to door inside the house. We're going to do decorate because Halloween's my favorite holiday. So <laughs> we have to do. Something. Something. I love to decorate. I have to do makeup. All of it. We're gonna do Halloween in the house. <laughs> 
Okay, but I mean, going door to door, I, to me, no. I'm, I'm lucky. I'm closing the house. No, no one's coming in. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, but I mean, there are kids who, hey, they love those treats, those snacks, and everything. Mm-hmm. So I mean, all these little cooking ideas. Hey, you could even work both ways. You could do. I don't know if I would say vegan, but maybe, maybe uh, gluten-free uh, sweets and whatever. Yeah, I'm uh, interested in it actually. I know a couple of uh, my friends are like gluten free so I'm interested in it just so that way they can be able to enjoy the stuff that I make whenever we do potlucks yeah when we can do potlucks yeah (laughs) there there are some I mean I've been to the or vegan festivals over here in Dallas Texas and there are some like vegan donuts and there there there's this store called Cineholics where they'll have cinnamon rolls and the sweetest kind like cookie dough and oreo and everything they would be made with some healthy ingredients but they would still taste like cookie dough uh, or cinnamon buns Uh, i mean how healthier i mean i i have not studied like the calories between the two but they are made with some vegan friendly ingredients as gluten-free bread Mm -hmm. is definitely one of them i think there's something they do with the cookie dough uh, as well but anyway yeah there i mean there's so many different recipes out there and you just get have fun get experiment with it in fact i think cooking is probably valued even more than beauty and fashion at this moment but well i mean i i could everybody has to learn how to cook right now yeah <laughs> yeah or get frozen meals i mean hey there's nothing about yeah. that I mean, I'm starting meal prepping, so I'm trying to figure out how to properly record those videos and figure out how to do those recipes. So, you know, also the people who are trying to be healthy, you know, to how to keep those in the refrigerator, you know, for a certain amount of days. I just started. This is my first week, so. Yeah. Now, I do want to kind of mention a beauty blogger since you said you moved to Virginia. How Mm -hmm. was the experience of moving to Pennsylvania to Virginia? Do you like it more or less? than Pennsylvania. I actually love it more. Um, I'm originally from the South. I'm originally from North Carolina. So the first time we came to Virginia was four years ago. And instantly coming here, I just felt like in my soul, like a sense of peace. Like I was at home. And ever since then, I wanted to move here. Um, So I've actually been trying to move here (laughs) for four years. Um, I actually like it a lot more. It's super friendly. Um, the hospitality is amazing. Not to mention the cost of living is like a lot cheaper for us. And he has family down here as well. But it just, I got here and I felt like him. So in Pittsburgh and Pennsylvania, I felt like I was just living there. But I wasn't okay. like at home. All right. Now, you don't really deal with any, you know, racism in Virginia or Pennsylvania? I haven't in Virginia. I have, um once in Pennsylvania okay. um, in my early 20s when I used to go out and party. Yeah, because uh, my I was going to mention, I actually did interview a another beauty blogger who is very successful on Instagram and just amazing, incredible woman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Janina... Filipina, and she is actually a black Filipina beauty blogger on, on YouTube and on Instagram and Twitter talking about, you know, or reviewing makeup products and just having fun, like, you know, with, with the sense of humor and everything and, uh, you know, dressing up and just, just enjoying 
the fun of fashion. In fact, when I kind of asked her, like, hey, what well, what is the deal with being uh, or uh, just being into fashion during all this time? And, you know, she had a kind of a great answer to that is that, you know, sometimes you just love dressing up and just being the fact that you got a camera and you can put it on social media that still makes it fun just kind of uh being a beauty or being into beauty and everything mm-hmm. now she i she i think she's in uh, west virginia it's a different part of virginia but she actually has experienced more racism or at least she's experienced some racism in virginia that was uh not great so the fact that you are aren't experiencing any of them or at least so far as you said you just moved that's mm-hmm. awesome and th- that's what the thing is when i heard stuff about virginia you know some of the racism that ha- can happen there i'm like that's kind of messed up but the fact yeah. that you're not dealing with it is great yeah i haven't um experienced it yet this is our we've been here for a full week okay yeah um we've been out to the grocery store we've been hiking so everyone's been like super nice um like i'm still getting used to like walking down the street and random people are waving so i'm not used to that but when we come to vacation because his sister was here i haven't seen it i am aware that it can be here but i firsthand i've never seen it i don't believe that my sister-in-law has experienced it and she has biracial children as well um so i don't think her or her children um and she has like a a black child as well i haven't seen it so that was something that i made sure that i you know was comfortable moving to another state as well but since i have already experienced it i was okay moving to another state and if it happened you know, I was I was okay with handling it just because I think I handled it pretty well the first time. You know, I don't think you're ever prepared to handle it if it does happen, no. but I just feel like you can't meet aggression head on. No, definitely. And thankfully she is still I mean, as as a YouTuber just kind of uh, um after uh being a nurse too and I mean she is just so wonderful late. I'm just giving a quick shout out to her. She's just amazing. So I think it's it's great that you're you haven't and hopefully you don't and there's racism anywhere i'm not acting like hey there, there's no place there isn't yeah. i mean we're we at the point because i mean even this year isn't it isn't just a year about covid19 but it's also a year mm-hmm. about racial injustice and you see black lives matter keep coming up and keep coming up and at the very least the peaceful protests they've been able to show that are the real reason behind this movement and everything but you're I mean, you're always, you're still getting pushed back. I mean, Portland and and over in Austin, Texas, recently there was you know a uh, something or something really bad happened. Uh, I mean, through throughout the month of July, there have been people who have been protesting uh, for Black Lives Matter who have been killed and. You know, have you like what? I mean, what is kind of your thoughts on this as it's as we keep going to it towards August? I mean, for what I know, none of this will slow down. No, I don't think this will slow down at all. I think it's another thing that, unfortunately, some people don't consider it a problem because it doesn't directly affect them. I am proud to say that a lot of people that I've followed were starting to open their eyes. It was sad that it took like a lot of media attention for them to be like, I had no idea this was happening. But in a way, I am glad that it's starting to open so many people's eyes. They're starting to get educated about what's happening. So that way, 
moving forward, they know how to act. I firsthand got to see a protest before I left Pennsylvania. It was very peaceful. There was no aggression. The police were very peaceful. And it was beautiful. It made me cry. You know, I was actually just sitting in my car. And, you know, they were chanting towards me. And it's different when you see it in person. And I never felt so touched because it's just, you know, it constantly keeps happening. So it's just a question of when it keeps happening, you know? Uh, When will it stop happening? And even when I got to Virginia, the first thing we seen, they had a mural in in downtown to end racism. And that's when I heard about the the racism here, that people were upset about it, and the police were just, like, not going anywhere. And if you don't like it, you can move. And that's how I knew I made the right decision to move here, because I want to be in a place where everyone is accepted, but it's hard to deal with. No, I totally get, I mean, what I have seen is, at the very least now, we are seeing pushback. I mean, you do have the people who just kind of gave up on it and they moved on. Yeah. And, I mean, then there are the people who, they, I mean, they're just busy with things and it's not really a matter of racism and, you know, people Mm -hmm. with self-care and everything. Uh, And I've seen businesses that have been supported, Mm -hmm. or uh, black-owned businesses that have been supported, and black-owned businesses that haven't, because of the hashtag and everything. I mean, my hope is that at this time, you can feel safe and happy, just uh, knowing that change is still happening in the world. I, I know not everybody is... Fortunately, you, I mean, I've talked to people who've dealt with racism too much. It's made them feel like that they can't feel welcomed. And I never really appreciated that or, or tried to ignore it or anything. It's something I've just never been okay with. You know, at the very least, I mean, I'm not saying this is to undermine all the other things that's been going on, but that, no, that you're doing well and that you are feeling great about yourself. Yeah, I can say that this has taught me that I, I'm never um, unappreciative of how um, blessed I've been, but it's also made me realize, you know, there are people that have been less fortunate than me. So I always just want to, you know, extend myself to anyone, whether they know me or not. I always like say, like, and I've done it, but I, and I never, if you follow me on social media, and you feel like you need to talk about it or whatever, I feel like I'm always here if you need someone just because, you know, I never want anybody to feel alone going through a situation. You know, I always want people to feel like they can talk to someone, whether it be, you know, they're dealing with maybe a racial injustice situation, a mental health issue, you know, any situation. You know, I feel like we all have to open ourselves up sometimes and I can't help but be there to help people in general when I see that they need it. So, you know, I never want people to feel alone, but this whole year in general, even though we're halfway through it, has made me realize how fortunate I am. So, I mean, I can't help but to open myself up when, you know, if I see someone needs it. So, I mean, if people need me, they can message me. I'm always here to listen, to give advice. Of course. Yeah. Th- yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, just, I, <laughs> I, cut, I cut off for a second. I'm like, what happened? <laughs> okay. But no, I mean, I got everything of what you said, uh, though. And it's very, very great. And you know what, lady, I'm hoping that things get better next year because I think now Virginia, that's still a, a little bit of a drive. But if you ever want to come visit. Okay, for a second, I thought you were about to get on the same. <laughs> <laughs> well, the. Yeah, Texas is 
on our list of visit. <laughs> well, well, I mean, not just that, but you mentioned like going to a convention. There is a mm-hmm. big Comic Con here in Dallas called Fan Expo, and okay. there there's a lot of actors and celebrities that come to it. I mean, there's the smaller ones, and then there's the bigger ones. Now, mm-hmm. personally, it's not my favorite event, and I, I will say the food is a little pricey. Uh, yeah. And, but, I mean, besides that, you want to just experience just the fun of being around geeks who dress up as all these comic book characters. <laughs> and then, I mean, that's the thing is going to a convention, it'll be a very fun environment for you because it, it is super crazy. Mm-hmm. And so. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait for all of this to be over because I, there's so many things that I want to do. So I'm, I'm going to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, de- definitely. You are an amazing, beautiful lady, and I just enjoy oh, talking to you. thank you. Thank Where... you so much for um, taking the time to talk to me as well. Of course, always. Where do people find your uh, stuff, your blog, and everything else? Um, so my Instagram is livingwithd underscore. My blog is livingwithd.home.blog, and I'm also on Twitter, living with the underscore as well. Okay, and you can find this soundcloud.com slash pondspress or pitchpodcast.com or, you know, there's a, more platforms I always want to reach out to, whatever I can. You know, all this podcasting is on a budget, so I hopefully the more the merrier. Facebook.com slash pondspress, Instagram slash pondspress. I'm at chasepond64 on Twitter. There's a week, I mean, I, I need to put it up, but there'll be weekly schedules on uh, pondspress.wordspress.com and support the podcast on patreon.com. Help keep it moving. We got our first exclusive show this Friday. I'm very excited for that. The Pond's Mystery Box. No, but that is the third reason is that I want to connect with more people, make new friends, and, you know, who knows what about things. I mean, you, that's the interesting thing about you is that I learned about you through. Oh, Black Princess Diaries. Oh, and I love her. yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, I legit have to go where she's at. I need to meet her because she. I could just tell through the through the internet. She's such like a good soul. Like no, I just want to yeah. hug her. I do I too. I want to hug her through the screen every time I see her on there. <laughs> I do too. Anyway, that is all what we, I mean, you know, I hope you have the great rest of your time. And, you Thank know, you. I, I was able to make you smile and laugh. <laughs> you did. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I, I just hope you just, you know, have a good rest of the time. Talk you to you Thank later. Thank you so much for yeah, having yeah. me. I can't wait to hear your other interviews. <laughs> Why are you saying that? Because <laughs> I, I like looked at one of them before and I'm like oh I can't wait to do mine and I was like I can't wait to see other okay movies. I thought you were saying I can't <laughs> wait to see that interview about the person who went... <laughs> no delete it <laughs> just delete it <laughs> anyway love you late I'll talk to you later have a good day you too, right? <laughs>